I, I know how to do it. I just <laughs> you know how to giggity. Yeah. yeah, I know how to giggity. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 315. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlin, and I'm joined this evening, morning, afternoon, drive to work by the one and only Charles Feather. Giggity, giggity, giggity. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's that kind of night. Yes, it is. Well, I guess, I guess you did that. So that Marcos <laughs> wouldn't have the ammo from the, the pre-show banter uh, yeah, to like slide in. Every once in. in a while you have to outthink the fox. You just That's stole true. his power. <laughs> I'm being subverted and I don't like it. I am the captain now. Um, Alright, and we're joined by the one and only Marco Sanchez. I don't know what to do anymore. Right. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you have no power here. Um, Alright. So... Hey, you know, in this time-honored tradition that we've got of just watching what drama unfolds on Reddit and then using that as what we're going to talk about in today's episode, um, in that time-honored tradition of like three episodes, we're running it back. So we are going to talk about the types of information um, because apparently... Some CEDH players had some feelings about uh, players lying and sharing information in weird ways and whether or not something was or was not right or correct or what was allowed, anything like that. So we're going to do the types of information. And so, I mean, just real quick, that's visible information, public information, assisted information, historical information, and private information. What? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Those are the flesh and blood information types. <laughs> are they really? Yes, those are. Those, I've, got their poli- I've got their policy doc up here, and I was just like, oh, look at that. It's kind of uh, conceptually very, very similar. So get that, Magic listeners. After listening to this podcast, you're like 0.5% of the way there to being a flesh and blood judge. I'm just stunned. Myself, that all I'm just stunned very at close. The, yeah, I'm just stunned at, the, at how many. What was that like? Six types of information. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a lot one, of two, types. Three, four, five. Really? It seems like it. It's, I mean, four seems like a than, lot, but it's one more than. I don't know. Than our t- okay, so types of information. Basically, the easiest way to start thinking about this is there's certain aspects of the game that need need to happen in order to be played and there's certain information that players are allowed to hide you are not allowed to know what is in my hand okay however if there is a card on the battlefield that is in a foreign language are you not allowed to know what that card is unless you can read that foreign language it won't be a problem i mean they're getting rid of portuguese russian um what else are they getting rid of (laughs) but true True. Seem to be English. Right. Right. And let's let's be honest, there's some secret lair cards that are much harder to read than Portuguese cards. Um, oh, yeah. But in Magic, how is information split up, at least conceptually? It's split up along the lines of what's happening in the game, right? The game almost describes the types of information through the 
the design of it and how it works. You know, your hand, as you noted, is, is of course, you know, information that's private to you. It's hidden. It's hidden. Um, there's, there's your library, which is face down and the cards there, unless you've manipulated your library in some way, or maybe your opponent has, um, all of that is, is hidden. Um, there's things on the battlefield, things that everybody can see. And then there's, and then there's things like how many cards are in your hand, you know, that, that type of information is available as well. Right. And when playing in a tournament, the lines, especially a game that allows bluffing, there have to be clear lines about what is and is not uh, allowed in terms of what you can ask for, what you have to share, what information you have to share with your opponent. Because Magic, you're not under any obligation to help your opponents in playing the game, but you are under an obligation to clarify certain issues that you may have created. Okay, so we're going to talk about those. And so all information in Magic is broken down into four categories. Not five like flesh and blood, four. So what are those four types of information? Quick summary, we are looking at status information, free information, derived information, and private information. And that's kind of going up the scale in how how private it is to you or how free the information flows as you're going through. So wait, you, you listed them off in order. So obviously private information is the most private, mm -hmm. but free information was not the most free? Technically, no. We'll go into the details of that, but I'm going to say technically it's not the most free. It's not the most free. On a scale from status information <laughs> or, or on a scale from private information to America, how free are you? <laughs> Are you hitting on me, Brian? I that's derived information. <laughs> okay. Well, I told you I, mean, I was on the, one tonight, the, guys. The truth, the truth is out there, and and it's here as well. <laughs> this is all right. So, okay. So each of the, you got Compose me. You, yourself, you got, Brian. Uh, you got me on tilt. All right. <laughs> So why do we, before we get into what each of these are, why do we differentiate the information types at all? Why do we bother? I got one. So okay. it's really helpful to understand where the lines are drawn when it comes to what you can bluff about. Because like, for example, it's a real feel bad if, for example, you know, Charles and I are sitting down and playing a game and I make an attack and he goes, oh, okay, how much damage is that? I'm like, ha, it was actually lethal too bad and now you just lose because i misrepresented information about are you going to die if you don't block and that just is a real bad kind of setup and really just bad incentives overall like i don't want to have a player incentivized to outright lie to you about something that is super relevant to how you are playing the game of magic because the point of playing magic especially in a tournament setting is we are testing your skills not your ability to misrepresent things or game your opponent and a big part of policy is kind of making sure you don't have too many opportunities to do that yeah and we are going to talk a little bit about probably i think a good chunk of the information we're going to be talking about is derived information and why that's allowed to be a little a little odd all right a little nebulous um 
it's not nebulous in what it is, but it's nebulous in the in what players are responsible for telling and how that can impact things. Okay, so let's let's probably start off with the the freest of free information, uh, uh, status. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, mm-hmm. what's what is status information? So status information is information um, that largely controls the aspects of the game it's it's information that both players should uh, be aware of at all times uh, it includes things like life totals so both players should know what their life totals and what the life totals of their opponents are there should be no ambiguity there at all uh, it includes counters a player's has attached to them um, such as poison or energy or experience Uh, I'm not talking about counters attached to creatures. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, It includes continuous effects with no defined expiration within the game that apply to a player. Uh, So if the player has Monarch or City's Blessing or or something new that Mark Rosewater has yet to reveal to us, anything that does not have a a specific expiration, that's a status. Uh, Unspent mana in a player's mana pool. So for all of you Storm players out there, or, or or green players who are amassing enough mana to cast, you know, Crater Hoof Behemoth and five other things at the same time, um, all the unspent mana that you have should be status information and both players should be aware of how much you have. Or all players, because, you know, Crater Hoof Behemoth, we're probably talking about, you know, a commander pod. Uh, if you have a, a dungeon card out from the... Uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Commander product, that is free status information as to where you are in the dungeon. And then how many times the ring has tempted a player is also status information. These basic things, these tracking things, um, I don't see it in the list, but I believe night and day is also status information. And and that's an important one because we all know that the day-night mechanic is such a pleasure to use. Um, and knowing that it's status information helps us understand how think, to work with I it when it's a problem. Okay, so here here's the difference with, with the big thing with status information versus free information. Because the list that, that Charles read off seems kind of arbitrary. Okay, like, yeah, 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 life totals, but location in a dungeon? What? Um, status information, the, the biggie is is that it must be announced upon change. So we're actually defining this information basically by it can't just exist and you have to give it to your opponent if they ask for it. This You have to actively announce it. This is the thing that makes it freer than free is you have to tell when it changes. When your life total changes, you have to say your life total change. When you... Uh, Get poison counters. You have to acknowledge and physically track that you have poison, like physically track that you have poison counters. Uh, When you have unspent mana in your mana pool, you have to announce how much mana you have in your mana pool after a spell resolves. Locations in a dungeon and and the 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 ring. How many times the ring has tempted you? These are helper cards that that you have to track. I am in this room of the dungeon, or I am level two of ring temptation. Okay, so status information is things that we require you to be proactive about announcing that it changed, and you have to physically track it. Yeah, okay. a good 
tip for this kind of information and recognizing it is typically going to be something along the lines of does wizards or some third party create a physical game piece that is helpful in keeping track of all of this uh you'll often see that they have you know the monarch token that you pass around or some people will use like a burger king crown or whatever but like that is a physical marker that uh, helps you make sure that you are keeping an eye on who is the monarch at any given time uh the only one that wizards hasn't really like made a big deal about is like floating mana but you'll see all the time on coverage that if anybody like somebody's playing amulet titan for example when they start going off and creating all the mana in the world you start seeing those mana symbol counters come out and dice going right on top of them because you have to physically announce and track how much mana you have open at all given times in your mana pool. And you'll also notice that all of these things apply to the player. Life total is player. Counters the player has. City's blessing is and monarch are things. Unspent mana in your pool, location of dungeon. Those are all things that a player has. Mm -hmm. These are not counters that a creature has or a power and toughness or anything like that. Okay? But this this is one of the things. Like, if you take damage... Announce your life total change. Right. This is this is super, not only is it the rule, but it's also super helpful in preventing discrepancies. Because if I say, "All right, take two, I'm at fourteen, and Charles is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I have you at thirteen," then we have an opportunity to talk because presumably, if I've been announcing my life total changes, we can agree that okay, I've I went from. 20 to 18 to 16 and then oh i forgot a um a fetch or something like that now just as brian sat there and described this this is a communication that's happening between two players when you have a life total discrepancy the first move isn't necessarily to just yell for a judge and have them come over you know you can sit there and work out oh wait i didn't track this one thing if it gets to a point where the two of you or the four of you or wh- however many players are there, maybe you're playing some some emperor thing, where you can't get to a consensus after talking it out, then call the judge. And we'll be happy to come over and get as confused as you are about it, but hopefully fix the life total <laughs> problem. And let's let's talk about sitting, City's Blessing. Okay, City's Blessing is a thing that you get when you have 10 permanents. You can't just be quiet about that. No. And like get your 10th permanent and be like, oh, I'm not saying anything. And they're not going to notice that all my creatures have plus two, plus two, you yeah. know, separately, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to say, and I now I have City's Blessing. When when you have Monarch and somebody attacks you and takes the Monarch, you know, the, it's not just, I'm just going to grab that little card and slide it to my side of the table. It's, you know, I'm the Monarch now. You you, you actually state it out loud. I've got the conk. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's Lord of the Flies and I've got the conk. Okay, so have we have we beat this uh, horse to death? No, not yet. There's one more thing that I want to cover nope. with this because oh, we, okay. we do have a, we do have at least a little note here about comp uh, and pro rel methods that could accidentally be changed, such as dice may not be used. Uh, I want to be clear about that. Um, we're talking about life total mostly. Um, life total, you absolutely want to be pencil and paper or some type of uh, boogie board device that that's legal or, or your phone, however you're, you're doing it, that you're allowed to do it. So um, you mean, despite wizards pushing these spin down life counters on me? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't use them at a competitive rail. However, Oop. those spin downs are great 
for doing something temporary, like tracking that unspent mana as you're comboing off as a storm player. And we see it, well, we used to see it all the time on coverage, uh, which is comp <laughs> level. Um, we don't see as much coverage as we used to. Um, but when you're comboing off as a storm player, you're sitting there and you're tracking your your eight blue and your 12 red and your 15 black mana. And then you suddenly use three and you 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 put two more in and then you use dice. Sure, just be really clear what you're doing and your opponent understands what you're doing at the time. That's fine. But when we're talking about life totals, uh, when we're talking about things that are, are more important, try and do something that's a little bit... Uh, less prone to um, a change if you hit the table or if you brush your hand against it by accident and suddenly rolls over three times and you just have no idea what it was before. Uh, now, so two two quick things about status information before we move on to free information. Yeah. Okay, we've said that players must announce any changes to status information and then must re represent it physically. Also, if a player notices a discrepancy in recorded or announced status information, they are expected to point it out as soon as the discrepancy is noticed. This is, again, predominantly there for life total. Okay. If you believe I am at, four, you know, if, if uh, using that example earlier, switching it up a little bit, and I say, all right, I go from 15 to 10 and you record 15 to 11 and then a little bit later you know we don't notice that difference at the time a little bit later you notice that you've got me at 11 and i've got me at 10 and you keep your mouth shut that's cheating yep all right if you notice a discrepancy then you need to point it out or the same thing. Like if I have myself at having eight poison counters and you believe that I should be at six poison counters and you keep your mouth shut, that's cheats. Big cheats. Like, like actual cheats, like cheats with a, with a capital C. You know, it's a really good okay. practice is not only just to say your life total, but say your opponent's life total at the same time. At the same time, at I, the same I say time. their life total at the same time. I say my life total. Oh yeah. You say, Hey, say, I'm at 15 or 14. Numbers. Oh, that's not at the same time, though, Charles. Oh, that's okay. a few, few right. seconds. Well, yeah. That's like a second. <laughs> I, I can do a lot of things, but I can't announce two numbers simultaneously. Are we doing like out-of-order sequencing or something like that? <laughs> okay. So what's next? What's less free than status information? Less free than status is free information. What? That so makes no sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of makes sense because like status information because of the announcement, it's just like, what is happening right now? Like, what are you right now? Are you at 10? Are you at three in poison? Whatever it is. Uh, but free information is basically all the other stuff that happens in a game that is supposed to be understood and made clear to all players. Uh, examples of this are things like Details hang of on, current hang, game actions. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. You said it's all the stuff that I want to. I want to be clear. Free information has a bulleted list of what it entails. The category of and everything else is private information. Okay, that's so true. you're right. Status information has a clear definition. Okay, free information has a clear definition. Derived information has a clear information, and uh, uh, private information is the 
and the rest from like the Gilligan's Island theme song. Okay. So I just <laughs> I just don't I just don't want to say like free information includes no it it yeah. is this explicit list. Yeah. That was that was poor phrasing on my part. But let's just go over the list because free information's list has a very clear definition to it and you can kind of see the theme that's happening there. So free information is things like the details of any current game actions and past game actions that still affect the game state. So, for example, did you play a land this turn? Uh, Actions like, did you activate an ability? Is there an ability on the stack? Did this trigger happen and resolve? Is that solved? Yeah, is that case solved? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, The name of any visible object. So here, again... Just because we have cards that exist in multiple languages, there's plenty of opportunities for a card to be played that you have no idea what the actual name of that card is, and you should know what the name of that card is. So that is free information. You ask for the information, you have to have it. Also, free information is the number and type of any counter that isn't defined as status information. So here you're thinking more the counters that are on your creatures. Oh, you have two dice on that creature. Is that a plus one, plus one, or a minus one, minus one? Or is that a oil counter? Or is that some other kind of absurd, obscure counter that I don't know what it is? Is that a minus zero, minus one counter? Whatever it is, that is free information that everybody Minus zero, minus one, that would be Frankenstein's monster. Or a wall of roots? Wall of Roots is where I was going, but yes. Also Frankenstein's Monster. Also Frankenstein's Monster. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Frankenstein's Monster, I think that's a plus one, minus one, or a minus one, plus one. Oh, that might be it. Minus. Okay, I was wrong on my cards from the dark. I apologize. I was going for Wall of Roots, which nowadays is actually a pretty ancient reference, so it's okay. We've all been there. Wall of Uh, Roots was given out as a promo not that long ago, I believe, so it's not... Oh, was Super it really? Super H. Yeah, I think so. I'll, nice. I'll I'll double check that, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. So when are we getting our promo of Frankenstein's monster, Watsy? <laughs> Secret Lair of the Dark. Anyways, um, so other free information includes the state and current zone of any object or player. Now here, when we're talking about the state, that means things like is that creature tapped. Or is that equipment attached to another creature? Is that card face down, etc.? So that's the state and current zone. Is that card in exile or in your graveyard when it's sitting right next to your library in kind of a messy pile? You have to be able to know what these things are. Uh, also, the game score of the current match. I need to know, are we one and one? Or did I win game one and win game two? Because that might affect how aggressive I want to be in this game. And finally, the current step and or phase in which player or players are active. Uh, So here, really important, especially, you know, since this episode was inspired by our CEDH friends, uh, really important to know which player has priority or which player is the active player in the moment and where you are in the turn in order to be able to act in a way that makes sense. So... There's a line these, in free information. Go ahead. I was saying all of these bits of uh, bits of bits of information are things that you actually need in order to play the game. Okay, I've 
gotta know what the name of that creature on the other side of the board there. It's gotta be clear to me. Like, like, just imagine for a second, because this is free information is you're entitled to access without contamination or omission. Imagine if I was like, hey, is that creature tapped? And your opponent said, well, I don't know. Is it tapped? What <laughs> do you remember? Like, or is that equipment attached to that creature? Uh, I don't have to tell you. We Shut up. Yes, you do. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and that line that Brian references is really important. That's kind of the don't be a jerk clause of free information where it says, uh, this is information that everyone is entitled to without contamination or omission made by their opponents. So as to the theme of this episode, this has to be true information. No lying, no fibbing, no like, "Ah, I don't know, figure it out. Like, no, just say say this information i'm entitled to it don't be a jerk right and there's there's the if a player is ever unable or unwilling to provide free information to an opponent they should call for a judge and i love this and explain the situation because i would very much like to know why if i ask uh marcos the question hey did you win last game and <laughs> and marcos is like i don't have to tell you I would very much like him to explain to me <laughs> why he thinks it's okay to 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 play coy with that information. You know, now I could maybe understand if like the name of any visible object, like if you're playing a card and it's in a foreign language and you don't know what its actual name is, you just know that, you know. I was about to say you just know that it's a Tarmogoyf, but then if, this, if you knew that it's a Tarmogoyf, <laughs> you know the name. But you know what the card does, but you don't know its name because it's a, it's a foreign language card. Okay, yeah, sure, maybe that might be a, a, an, an excuse. But if you, you've got counters on a creature and your opponent's like, hey, what kind of counters are those? And you just shake your head like a baby refusing to eat their food. I'm going to want to know why. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, or, I, hey. I'm, I'm just imagining a petulant Brian Cena at the table with his arms crossed. Yeah. Hey, are we are we in are we still in your draw step? And you're like, I don't got to tell you nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I got no. You got to tell me that. That's the thing I got to know. We're gonna have a discussion about that, right? Definitely. Now, <laughs> one last thing on free information before we move on to the next type, which is derived. Uh, this is kind of where we want to address designations. Now, it's not currently spelled out in policy uh what designations fall under when it comes to these categories of information and designations if you're uh not too familiar with the term because like we we know a lot of designations but we don't necessarily classify them as such but designations are things like monstrous or is this creature your commander is this creature suspected for a more recent example or solved Uh, These are all designations. Or, for example, they're sector assignments. Looking at you, Space Balaran. But these are all designations that are assigned to a card that is, as, as far as we can tell, should be under free information. Because I need to know, is that creature monstrous? Can you activate that ability now or not? Is that creature your commander? Am I going to take commander damage from it? Like, that's all really important for me to know. So I do believe that 
all of the the designations uh suspected renowned solved monstrous that kind of thing falls under either details of a current game action or past game actions that still affect the game state like the fact that something is solved is mm-hmm. a past game action that affects the game state um is something re- gain did it gain renown did it gain suspected you know mm-hmm. and between that bullet and the uh, the state, whether it's tapped, attached to another permanent, face down, whatever, and the and the current zone of an object between the two of those, you've pretty much got all the designations covered. It's not explicitly called out, but you know, it's, this is us explicitly calling it out. Yeah, there's no reason why designations would be found under derived, where they, it would be found under you know necessarily status information. Um, it just they just fit here. So use that information as you will. Okay. Um, can we do hidden information before we do, or private information before we do derived? Sure. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do? Do you want to do private? Uh, you turn into Matt Mercer for a second. Um, <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah. Um, knock yourself out. Sure. So private information is the most top level secret designation out of the list, right? Uh, It is information to which players have access only if they are able to determine it from their current visual game state or their own record of previous game actions. So it it includes things like this. Uh, Any information that is not status-free or derived, automatically private information. So what's in your hand um, is private information. You can lie about private information. Okay. You can bluff that you have a burn spell or a counter spell in your hand. You can make a claim that you don't have a win condition in your deck and then pull a Crater Hoof Behemoth uh, out of your deck, and that's legal within the rules. You can say that you know you only have two Crater Hoof Behemoths, and there's, oh, there's the third one. Um, <laughs> at a tournament, you're supposed to play to win. Now, this is where people got really upset. Um, but the point of a tournament, um, versus free play is a tournament's designed to find the best of the best, the, the ultimate winner. And it ranks results based on your overall performance, bluffing, you know, presenting that you may have something or you may not have something is an aspect of that, including lying about hidden information. Yeah. So let's, let's just real quick. So, so private information is any information that is not status free or derived. Okay. And we haven't covered derived yet, but, but private information is anything except those. And there is a specific rule that says players may not represent derived free or status information incorrectly. There is no rule that says you have to represent, you are not allowed to uh, do private information incorrectly. And, so private information could also be your plans for the future. Okay. And really you could kind of argue that that's not really even information because that's just more aspirational, but there's no requirement to be truthful about things that are not derived free or status. Oh, look, I just realized I have a win con. That's well, fine. I'm not going to win this turn. That's fine. Right. It's all fine. Yeah. Now what that's... happens at the kitchen table between your three other friends that you play with on the regular, that's one thing, right? 
you know, you probably have some amount of certain personal honor that's involved or where you have a code that you play by. But when you're playing in a tournament, those things don't exist. So, And I think a lot of people are okay with the fact of losing some social status amongst players that they play with a lot for the opportunity to win big bucks. I, I think people, for, for the most part, are kind of, or at least should be cool with the fact that I can I can lie about what's in my hand. I can lie about future actions I'm going to take later in the turn. Okay, there is no requirement to be truthful about those things. Um. All right. So let's let's go back and talk about derived information because I actually think. Whereas last week it was this big thing, this big hubbub about whether or not um, the person say or should be held to I'm not going to win this turn or, or stuff like that. Derived information is actually tends to get a lot more of the press when someone does something that that feels incorrect in the derived information area. So what is derived information? So derived information is defined as the number of any kind of objects that are present in any game zone that are not defined as free information. Uh, Charles, I think, actually touched on this earlier. Cards in hand. You can be less than fully truthful about the number of cards in your hand. Hey, Marcus, how many Um, cards did you have in your hand? I have a uh, lightning bolt and a card I drew for turn in my hand. Or, or and you, on top of that, <laughs> two or, or, other or, cards that I did not mention. Or, or you could say, just look, these are the cards I have in hand. Yeah, entirely. Um, on top of that, all characteristics of objects that are in public zones that are not defined as free or status information. Now here, one of the biggest examples for this is Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf's power and toughness are derived by its characteristic defining abilities. So it's up to you to determine how many card types there are in all graveyards. And if Charles, go ahead and ask me how big my Tarmogoyf is. We're getting, we're getting a little, a little, I, I think we're, we're getting into a little bit of the subtleties of derived information before we're getting into uh, while we're trying to define what it is. Sure. Okay. okay. The number of any kind of objects. Okay. Cards in hand. Okay, this is derived information, again, is information which all players are entitled to. You are entitled to know how many cards are in my hand. You are entitled to know how many bear cubs I have on the battlefield. Okay, but I am not obligated to assist you in counting them because you might, this is, this is something that it's okay to do something wrong. Okay, if I swing with a whole bunch of my bear cubs... And you are trying to figure out whether or not you should or should not block. The number of bear cubs is relevant, you know, to your life total. I'm not required to help you count the number of bear cubs that are coming at you. Okay. Now, if I'm doing something weird, like I'm representing them with with dice, then I'm required to explain what the the free information is. I have to explain what that dice means. Okay. Right. But then I don't actually have to help you count that five pips on the dice mean that there are five bear cubs. Okay. Yeah. I can explain that this is a dice that represents the number of bear cubs I control. Okay. And then if and then if you can't count to five, that's your own issue. Yeah. And that's part of what we're testing. Like, can you uh, 
count how many things are on the battlefield. That's a that's yep. a skill that you should be able to demonstrate. Yep. Uh, the the characteristics of objects in public zones. Okay, we just said the name of any visible object, but it's power and toughness. It's abilities. Does it have flying? Now, hey, is that the creature you targeted with giant growth? Is free information. Hey, the power and toughness of that Llanowar elf is 4-4, right? That's derived information, even though the Llanowar elf was targeted by the giant growth. Okay, does that does that make sense in terms of uh, in terms of a difference? It does. And I think uh, one thing that I was kind of hyping up as I was explaining things is this other sentence that is defining what derived information is, which is players may not represent derived, free, or status information incorrectly. Uh, that's actually later on in the MTR. But a really important aspect to this is that you can provide an answer that is factually correct while not being entirely truthful. I.e. Uh, so, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's kind of the example I was going for because, to me, that is one of the most interesting things about derived information is that I can be honest and truthful about what I'm saying and still not give my opponent complete and fully accurate information because I don't need to help them beat me. I don't need to help them figure out the things that they should be able to figure out in the game. And this is where that line is drawn of what is it that we are asking players at a competitive REL tournament to be able to demonstrate. So free information, when we talked about free information, okay, when we talked, sorry, when we talked about status information, we said this information must be announced on a change on a change and physically tracked. And then we listed like number very clear numbers. Free information is information that players are entitled to without contamination or omissions. There is no mm-hmm. such without omissions or complete clauses for derived informations. In fact, we say we have a specific thing that says players must answer completely and honestly, completely and honestly, any specific questions pertaining to free information. Okay, so if you've got a creature over there and I go, what's that do? What might your your answers be? You know, do you do you have to answer completely and honestly? Because a complete answer of what's that do well, is I, I, I could sit there and say, well, it has reach. And then stop there. Well, that's not yeah. complete, right? I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out. I'm pointing out the fact that if you had to, comp- if I, if I ask, hey, what's what's that do over there? You've got to, oh. in order to give me a complete answer, you have to give me the the name, the mana cost, the creature type, the power and toughness, any abilities that are that are relevant, any uh, uh, continuous effects that are affecting that thing. You know, all of the counters Even beyond that, you could you would be required to say things like, hey, this can tap to pay for convoke costs. Even if you don't have any convoke uh, spells in your desk, like if you, what does it do? It attacks. It taps to pay for convoke. I, I, it, I, mean, I mean, you like, could go on and on if you really want to be a stickler about it. Uh, I, I I wouldn't avoid I wouldn't talk about the things that aren't actually on the card or that other cards could allow it to do. But that's hey, what, you asked what that creature means. can do. I said, what's that do? OK, now. At the time, what I might actually be asking is, is does that have fly? I say, hey, what's that do? And I mean, does it have flying? Okay. 
Uh, but you, the opponent who's being asked that question, you are required to honestly answer if you answer, but you're not required to completely answer the question about derived information. And that's why in the Tarmogoyf example said, hey, what's that What's that Tarmogoyf's power and toughness? And Marco said, I have an artifact in my graveyard. That's a true statement. That's not a lie. That is a true statement. It's... It is mis- It is not complete. It is misleading, deliberately so. Yeah. But it's my responsibility to go, hey, let me see that Tarmogoyf and read it and figure out what its power and toughness is. And then me count. Because a lot of times uh, I ask a question, I'm looking for a particular piece of information. You kind of maybe in order to completely answer to give me the information, you got to kind of guess. Yeah. What I what uh, sorry guess what I mean by that? Um, yeah. What is what so, is it you're searching for in that instance? What so what is ask, important to you? So let me ask this: When it says the number and kind of objects present in any game zone, so you've got a bunch of soldier tokens over there, and I go, "Hey, how many soldier tokens do you have?" And you just take that that long row of soldier tokens and just pile them up in a stack. And say, "I don't have to tell you what." I mean that that kind of seems how we're going with derived information, doesn't it? Like I don't have I don't have to tell you. So how do you figure out how many soldier tokens I have? Well, in that instance, you can ask for all the free information like what game actions put those soldiers on the battlefield? Did you activate that Elspeth token? How or at Elspeth uh, Planeswalker? How many times? And that can give you accurate information to derive how many of those of those creatures are on the battlefield? Yeah, you you can't. It's a visible object. You can't deny me visibility to an object that should be visible. Okay, and I can sit there and be like, "What's that name? What's that name? What's that name?" So realistically, and this is the same thing with cards in hand. You don't have to tell me the number, okay? But you can't position things physically so that you are denying me the opportunity to figure it out myself. Okay. I am entitled access to the information of the number of cards in your hand. I am entitled to access to the information of the number of soldier tokens you have. I am, uh, you are not required to tell me the number of cards in your hand or the number of soldier tokens you have. But Um, if you, if you watch Pro Tour coverage from this last weekend, uh, you will see many pro players on camera not necessarily ask like, oh, how many uh, Arclight Phoenixes do you have in your graveyard? They'll literally just ask, hey, can I see your graveyard? And the player will hand them the graveyard and they will look through that pile and make their own determinations. That gives them the chance to be wrong. That gives them the chance to miscount, but they're just handing over the, the pile typically. Now, the other thing about this is also like, you can just give derived information. That's entirely up to you. Uh, some pro players are very forthcoming with derived information because they know that you can get access to it. They know that trying to impede you from gaining access to it is just slowing the game down, being not the most sportsmanlike person in the room. And so they'll be a little bit more forthcoming with it. But ultimately, these are where the lines are drawn specifically for what is it that you can and cannot bluff about? What is it you can and cannot lie to your opponent about? Because in derived information, notice you cannot lie about it. 
I cannot say I have an artifact in my graveyard if I have a Tarmogoyf when I don't have an artifact in my graveyard. Yeah. For for derived information, I do not have to answer the question. If I were... Okay, so um, Charles, be stubborn for a second. Sure thing. I mean, just a second. As a, uh, no, yeah. it's all right. Hey, I, I can do it. What's the, what's the power and toughness of your Tarmogoyf, Charles? Uh, you know, I got a few cards in my graveyard here. It's, you know, probably more than one. Okay. Well, Charles also could have been stubborn by like, I ain't saying. Okay, okay. I, could, I could do okay. that too, but, but sure. But no, but I mean, that's actually legit. Like, I got a couple cards in my graveyard, so at least one. That's a true statement. I ain't, you don't have to answer the question, so you could be like, I ain't saying, you figure it out. Right. Or you could just stare at them and blink. Right. Or you could actually say, it's it's a four or five, you know? <laughs> But if but in that last particular case, if it's a four or five, it needs to actually be a four or five. That has to be a true statement. Right. And and here's something else that's kind of implied with all of this discussion, you know, the pile of tokens, the 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 what's in the graveyard and so forth. If you're not going to tell your opponent what it is, if you're going to be that player, or if you come across an interaction uh, as a judge and the player is being that player, the player also can't deny the opponent the ability to figure it out on their own. They can't sit there and not let them touch the graveyard and figure it out. Um, so don't be all weird about, you know, those are my cards and you can't touch them. Yeah, If you're not going to provide the information, then the player has to figure it out one way or another. They're going to have to pick up that stack of tokens and count the cards. Yeah. And okay. two more things before we wrap this up. One, there is another aspect of derived information that we have not touched on just yet. The last thing that is defined as derived information is game rules, tournament policy, oracle content, and any other official information pertaining to the current tournament. Cards are considered to have their oracle text printed on them. For that last sentence there, I want to highlight like I cannot try to get somebody because I have a card that does not currently have the most accurate Oracle text written on it. Uh, I can't try to hide that information from you because that's not correct. Uh, and Oracle content is derived information in that you do have to seek it out. Now, you can always seek that out by raising your hand and calling for a judge, and we'll gladly give you yeah. the Oracle text of the card. Uh, but I think your Oracle content is more referring to things like rulings that are made on a particular card yeah so let's talk game rules um charles is not uh required to explain to me how trample works okay um for uh tournament policy my opponent does not have to explain to me if i've already gotten two game rule violations my opponent does not have to uh, free and clear of any omissions. Let me know that my next, uh, my next GRV warning is going to come to a game loss. They don't have to let me know that. The judge should have let you know that. But uh, <laughs> or Oracle text, they don't have to read the card for you. Okay, but again, this is information that all players are entitled to. So for game rules, tournament policy, Oracle text, you can call a judge, and the judge will assist you in determining the the game rules tournament tournament policy or oracle text of the cards okay but the opponent doesn't have to read you their card nope 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 okay and then the very last thing on derived information unless anybody else wants to contribute something else is that 
at regular rules enforcement level, all derived information is free information. And I absolutely love this line in policy because regular is not meant to be punitive. It's about being fun and being educational and helping people enjoy playing the game and therefore being stubborn and kind of a jerk about how big is your creature that's attacking me to somebody who might be brand new to the game is not cool. So to solve that at regular, all derived information is considered free information. Yep. Anything else on derived information? Um, no, uh, well, we, 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 could, just, we could come up with a dozen examples of it, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. It, well, so let's let's just talk because a lot of times people and this this always comes up where people get upset that they got got in like the Tarmogoyf example. Um, I say, how big is your Tarmogoyf? And Charles says, I have an artifact in my graveyard. So I go, oh, it's a it's a one two. And I get got and I get mad because I feel that I was lied to. And I go to stop Twitter. cast stop casting lightning bolt at it for one or i go to i go to reddit <laughs> and people go like oh that scumbag charles only said he knew what was being asked and he didn't answer the question and he let the other person believe what was going on so when you think about it okay we have to we have to break policy down into like the possible r- responses so if i say hey how big is that tarmogoyf the responses have to be either a full and complete answer, no answer at all, or in between is you don't have to say anything, but what you do say has to be true. And we don't want the response to be, hey, if I ask you a question, the answer is stone silence. So we, we toss that aside as a, as a solution to this problem that we want. Then we say, okay, well, what about the full, the full answer? Well, then you start running into, well, what's considered full? If I go, hey, what's that card do? And realistically, I just care about its power and toughness. Do you, the, the person, in order to fully answer that question, has to go into the color. And, you know, if you're playing in a set with like Apocalypse Chime and Arabian Night, you got to give the expansion symbol and you got to give the color and you got to give the power and toughness and effects <laughs> and any continuous effects that might be affecting it. And... You know, that's a lot of times that's just too much. So instead we say for derived information, you don't have to answer. But if you do answer, what you say has to be true. It doesn't have to be complete. It has to be true. Because also imagine this. If I said, hey, what's that tarmago or what's that creature do? And you say, oh, it's a flyer. Then I can be like, ah, you didn't tell me that it was also a tutu. I'm entitled to complete information. That's a violation of the rules there. You know, that that's kind of equally scumbaggy. And and we yeah. keep returning to Tarmogoyf, but because we do, I want to bring up one more point um, from coverage of old and even possibly in the future, although Goyf really isn't a great card right now. Um, every once in a while in coverage, you'll see the Goyf dice come out because that's just a tool to help the viewer at home understand how big it is without um, being able to see the graveyard of the players and so forth. You probably should not be using it. If you are using it, better make sure it's correct while it's out there. All right. So what's next? I think we've, we've, we've beaten derived information into the ground. 
hidden information is a part of the MTR. Uh, it was not a part of the list that we gave at the beginning, but in the MTR, hidden information is defined as the faces of cards and other objects at which the rules of the game and format do not allow you to look. So, things like the library, cards in your opponent's hand, in particular exiled cards that were exiled face down um, that are, are not under your control and so on. These things are hidden information. It says that you have to reasonably try to keep hidden information hidden throughout the game, i.e. don't be a jerk and flip the card over by accident, air quotes. Um, <laughs> however, players may choose to reveal their hands or any other hidden information available to them unless specifically prohibited by the rules. So I could sit there and say, hey, Marcus, guess what I've got? And turn around and show him my lightning bolt. Uh, players must not actively attempt to gain information hidden from them, but are not required to inform opponents who are accidentally revealing hidden information. So, you know, if 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 your opponent, uh, if you're sitting in a, a commander pod and the player next to you has very bad hand discipline, i.e. they're kind of flashing you their hand as they're manipulating their, their battlefield, it's not your fault that that has happened. If you are actively trying to peek at what's in their hand. That's a different story. Yeah, let's 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 talk let's, for a second because hidden yeah. information is like yeah, it's cards in your library, but it's also cards in your hand, and it's. But we say like the 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 sentence in the in the MTR that you're talking about is you need to make reasonable efforts to prevent hidden information from being revealed, and then the very next sentence is what? However, players can choose to reveal their hands or any other hidden information available to them unless specifically prohibited by the rules. So that's kind of weird because I've got one sentence that says, I've got to make reasonable efforts to prevent hidden information from being revealed. And the very next sentence says, I can choose to reveal any hidden information available to me, comma, unless specifically prohibited by the rules. So that's kind of the reasonable efforts. Specifically what it's looking for is during a draft, Okay. When you're picking cards, you are expected to make reasonable efforts to prevent that hidden information from being revealed because that is not because even though that is hidden information available to you, revealing that information is specifically prohibited by the rules. Right. So I, uh, I think there's also uh, and, and if I'm wrong here, just just please, you know, correct me on this. If you're playing um, commander four player pod. Um, and you have gained control of another player, i.e. you're allowed to see their hand, you're allowed to perform gaming actions on their behalf, so on. Um, I believe it's set up in such a way that you cannot reveal their hand specifically um, to the other players. But, I mean, there's also that weird gray area where you could sit there and say, oh yeah, that's interesting that they have this Tarmogoyf in their hand. It's weird. Yeah, I, I think the general the general consensus is is I can reveal my information. If you're controlling me, you can't make reveal me choose to reveal my hidden information. Yeah. yeah. You can't if show you're it. in a player pod and I get to look at your hand, but it's not revealed to everybody, I get to look at it. Okay. I don't get to show everyone. I can tell you what's in the hand, but I don't get to show everyone. But then, you know, are um, we bluffing? Sure, why not? Right, obviously bluff. Now, yeah. here's here's a f a funny sentence in there where we're talking about hidden information. Players must not actively attempt to gain information hidden from them, 
but are not required to inform opponents who are accidentally revealing the hidden information. Uh, the, the prototypical example of this is there was a guy wearing reflective sunglasses indoors playing a tournament and you could see his hand in the reflection of his glasses. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the so the opponent I mean, that's kind of what you get for wearing those shades indoors. I'm just saying. Right. I mean they're they're kind of do shades anyway. But in that particular case, the opponent is not actively attempting to gain information because he's just <laughs> looking at the opponent's face. Nor are they required to tell their opponent, hey, you're broadcasting what's in your hand to me. But you aren't attempt to like a- actively gain, like if, if they're being like a little loose holding their hand or something like that. And you're like leaning over in your chair, or maybe stretching in a really weird way or maybe standing up to pull your britches up because you don't want to end up on a Twitter thread or whatever. Where they they drop a card on the table from their hand. You know, you're not obligated to sit there and forget what the card was. So, yep. And to that end, this is also why on coverage sometimes you may see some players just reveal their hands to each other, especially if you're like going near to time, because you can reveal the contents of your hand to your opponent. It's typically not ideal, but if you're just talking about like, hey, here's what's going on or i have this combo that here let me show you i have the other combo piece in my hand and so instead of making you go through the huge combo loop of 18 different actions before you get to casting that card in your hand you just show them the card they see the board state they understand oh yeah i lose good game yeah. show show me the two bolts and i'll concede here yep. are the two yep. bolts okay i concede got it like, yep. that's that's legit and totally okay within the rules all right and I think lastly, there's a few extra rules that are just in the MTR that are not directly bundled in with specific information types. Uh, and I just want to highlight two of them here. First of all, players must answer all questions asked of them by a judge completely and honestly, regardless of the type of information that is requested. Now, of course, players may request to do so away from the match. Don't try to hide behind, well, that's private, that's derived information, judge. I can't tell you that. Like, no, we're judges. We need to be able to get all the information to help you or to help the match come to the right resolution. So don't be a jerk about that when you're dealing with a tournament official, please. And thank you. And if you're going to reveal information, if if you're going to reveal information, if you're afraid it's going to give away some type of strategic advantage ask the judge judge can we step away from the table so i can talk to you about it judge is going to sit there and say sure no problem let's do that because we want to be able to help solve the problem so yeah and and to to the judge though the order of your library to you your library is hidden information like you don't know what cards are coming next if i need to and i'll have a good reason to i can pick up i'll ask can i hey can i look at your deck and then I'm just going to pick it, you know, when I get the, yeah, I'm going to pick it up and look at it. Okay. Oh yeah. Now, now I'm not just doing it because I want to see what, what, what you got in there. Like, oh, I'm just curious. What a sweet deck. I want to see what's in there. No, I'm normally looking for a problem or maybe, you know, uh, you know, I'm looking at like curls or foils or something like that. Or maybe I'm looking at there, like there was a claim of like a shuffle cheat or something like that. But all this information derived, hidden free private judges got access to it yep we hold all the keys yes 
Uh, and to that end, the last one here also that I want to mention is players must answer completely and honestly any specific questions pertaining to free information. We kind of covered this already, but just again, you whenever we're talking about free information, it has to be complete. It has to be honest. There is no bluffing of free information. And again, I just want to reiterate this because the big question that came up here is like, wait, so now my opponents can just lie in a game of magic at a tournament? And like the answer to that is yes, depending on what they're lying about. But when it comes to free information, when it comes to status information, no, you can't just lie about whatever you want. It has to be very specifically only about hidden and private information. You can't just lie about the number of cards in your hand. You can't just lie about the power and toughness of your Tarmogoyf. It has to be truthful if you're going to say anything. All right. Uh, The last little bit. Judges are encouraged to help players in determining uh, free and status information. Okay, that's like if there's a life total discrepancy, we're trying to figure out who the monarch is. We're trying to figure out if it's night or day. Cool. And you go, must, but must avoid assisting players with derived information about the game state. Now, that's kind of interesting there where it says derived information about the game state because in derived information, we have game rules, tournament policy, oracle text. That's also derived information. So this right here, it starts to say, avoid assisting players with derived information, but then we help them with rules and tournament policy and stuff like that. The difference is, it says, with derived information about the game state. So a game rule is, hey, can you explain to me how trample works? Okay, and I could say trample is uh, a creature has a certain power and toughness, and when it gets blocked, the excess damage can be assigned to the opponent. Okay, that's me keeping a very rules game rules-based description of how trample works. I can't go then. So, for example, if Charles, your opponent, attacks you with that 5-5 trampler they've got, and then you block with your 3-3 here, then you're going to take two damage. That's me giving the power and toughness of Charles's 5-5. That's derived information that I just gave the opponent. Uh, pointing out that the, it was a 3-3. Uh, pointing out that it had trample, you know, and then the results of of combat math. I just gave information. I gave too much information in that example. Yeah. Now okay. I know if I attack with this creature, this is what the result can be, as opposed to figuring that out myself. Right. So you you got to be a little bit careful. Like if a three three has a it, and this is okay. So this is this is where a judge comes in, and it gets a little weird. So if I've got a three three enchanted with a, or sorry, let's go. Marcos has a three three creature enchanted with a uh, a giant strength, which is an old enchantment from Legends that gives plus two plus two. So the creature's a five five. Me sitting down and informing Charles and uh, and Marcos that that's a five five. I, as a judge, am giving derived information about the game state that I am not supposed to do. However, if Marco's attacked with his 3-3 trample that's been enchanted with plus 2, plus 2, and then Charles blocked with a bear cub, and they're trying to figure out how much damage was dealt to Charles, in that particular case, I might need to be able to say, okay, and what's the power and toughness of this creature? That's a 5-5? Five, five? Okay. 
And so in that particular case, I'm acknowledging what the players have said. I'm not providing the derived information. I'm They're providing me the derived information. And I might actually have to, in that particular question, the rule situation is Charles's life total needs to decrease by a certain amount. Okay. So in order to figure out, now that we've already had blocks, we have to accurately figure out what the what the total power is so that we can accurately record that Charles lost uh, three life. Okay. So that's where it gets a little, you know, a little squishy, but I'm not we're we're figuring out the amount of damage that Charles took, not figuring out the power and toughness of the creature. Even though those look very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I can already hear some judges like thinking to myself, oh my goodness, have I been giving out derived information all the time? Uh, as long as you're being clear with your investigation and asking players to help you figure out what's going on, which a lot of times we have to ask anyways because we don't know what's going on in the game. How big is this creature that's on the battlefield? You know, that's that's the way to do it. Just keep asking questions, allow them to give you the information, and then you apply the rules to it. Yeah, I guess there's a, there's a difference between Charles is saying, hey, judge, how big is that creature? And hey, judge, I didn't block that creature. How much damage am I taking? Those are, <laughs> while it both of them involve me having to figure out how big the creature is, um, the life total change is status information for which judges are supposed to help players figure that out. And I... So I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta help you figure out how much life, to, uh, how much uh, damage you're taking, or how much your life total is changing as a result. Sounds great. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that so, everything? Have we have we plumbed the depths of hidden information and derived information and free information and status information and private information? I think so. All the informations. We are we are information sated. We have all of it. You know. Uh, uh, covered now that sounds good fully informed wonderful i'm i'm a fan of that no more disinformation or misinformation about the topic and believe it or not we got brian to talk about competitive uh edh several times tonight which is a step did, in the right direction it did happen did i yeah i think so i think so well did you know, talk at, about at the very EDH? beginning you talked about the reason for it so i mean there's at least that reason, we, we've got that on tape the reason for competitive edh no the reason for the episode Oh yeah, we got it on tape. Yep, we we can roll I it mean, back. Roll it back. I'll replay it right we, here. We got we got it. We but, got it. It happened. Sure, but I didn't say anything positive about C. No, but you didn't did say I? anything negative either. So oh, yeah. so that's we're a win. That a win. Right, cut the tape. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so all right, uh, I have strong. Okay, let me <laughs> let me clarify. C E D H as terms of a deck power level, I am fine with. We know. I disagree with compet. This is something we have all these discussions in, in in chat. I'm not a fan of comp rel commander play. Just not a fan of it. There yep. we go. And that's that's all I'm saying. I'm yep. For now. There we go. So you know, that that's all good. Um, so we've covered everything, right? We're good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. That's our episode. Join us next time when we talk about Charles's trip to Kentucky. I swear, that's what I wrote in the show notes, because honestly, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about in two weeks, but I'm sure it will be riveting. Until then, you can send us an email at judgecast at gmail.com, or like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at judgecast, and on Blue Sky, 
at judgecast.bsky.social and check out any of our social media for invite links to our Discord server for judges new and old, fans, and anyone who supports the judging community. I'm Charles Feather, and I keep it fair. I'm Marcos Sanchez, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prilliman, and I keep it private.